Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the sixth episode of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson and I'm so thankful that you're here with me today. You know, someday I'm going to get one of those fancy openings where me or someone else says a few words about the podcast and tells you what it's about. Um, But when I started this thing, I was like, you know what? I just need to start this. I can't get too fancy. And I've never even mentioned that the music at the opening and closing, you might have guessed, but that's my husband. He's playing, I think it's the ukulele on one end and guitar on the other. I forget. But we went with a little Hawaiian sound and I think he does a great job. But anyway, all that to say, this thing is new. I'm new. And I just want to thank you again and again for all the love and support. You guys have been so kind to me and I've appreciated appreciated the messages, the shares, the ratings and reviews, and just keep doing it, please. It makes me so happy. Um, and I also thought I would just give a little shout out to my book because you know you can pre-order Boy Mom right now. There are two places to find my book easily. Now you can find them on all the different places where you buy books, but there's a website just for the book and that is boymombook.com boymombook.com. That's going to bring you right to my book page. And also, if you go to my website, monicaswanson.com, you can always hit forward slash boymombook or just look in the top menu bar and you cannot miss it. Another little treat there right at the book page, either way you get to it, is that um, there's a sneak peek. You can actually read the first two chapters of the book right there on the website. So click on sneak peek and you're going to see the first two chapters. And any day now, maybe by the time this uh, episode comes out, but if not very soon, there's going to be a couple pre-order incentives on the book page. That means hold on to your receipt wherever you buy the book. Make sure that you can pull up that receipt because there's going to be a couple free things being given away to anyone who buys the book and shows their receipt. And I think you're going to like what I have to offer. So just be sure to hold on to that. It's usually all digitally saved anyway, but I want to make sure you know that in these next few weeks, I'm going to be ramping up to my August 6th launch date. And I am just giddy with excitement over all the fun stuff going on, all the things I get to do, and then finally launching the book that feels like it's been years. It actually has been years, but it feels like it's been like many, many years leading up to this. And you You've all, those of you who have followed my blog and been with me on social media, you've been so patient. You've been so kind to just let me drag this out for so long. But that's kind of how I've discovered the book world goes. So I'm trying to enjoy the ride and not be too impatient. Okay, guys, so here we go. I'm walking through the main topics from my book, Boy Mom. And 
the subtitle to the book is What Your Son Needs Most From You. So each of these episodes you've probably picked up, if you've heard a few, um, are just covering an area that I believe we as moms can best equip our sons so that one day they'll be ready to be launched into this great big world. And there's um, a variety of topics, and each episode we're covering a different topic. And today we get to such an important topic, a big conversation in my household, and something I think that we should all be very aware of and tuned into as we're raising our boys, and that is raising a son with a secure identity. This is chapter five in my book, and really a favorite um, subject for me to talk about. This is something I'm very passionate about and just believe is really a key to raising a strong, secure son who's ready to go into the world, whether he is academic, whether he's an athlete, whether he hasn't really discovered his passions and interests yet, if he has a secure identity, and and that means an identity that is not shaken easily. So if he fails at a test, if he doesn't make the team, if he doesn't accomplish a goal, or if he's not popular, if he doesn't get enough likes or follows or whatever he thinks is enough, that his identity is not based on any of those things. And we believe that and teach our kids that because the Bible tells us that God loves us so much, that we are his children, that he loves us so much that he proved his love by sending his son to die on a cross for our sins because he doesn't want to be in heaven without us. And so there's just this amazing love that can't be earned, that we could never be good enough to get his love. But because God loves us so much, we can be secure. And and it's really a beautiful thing because then we're freed up to do the things we love, to pursue great goals and dreams, to be athletes or musicians or to chase our dreams because we're there's less stress and less pressure because it's all just like icing on the cake. I mean, we've already got the most secure love we could ever have. We've already earned um, God's love just because he created us and we're his children. So as you can see, I could talk about this all day, but today (laughs) I think it's even more fun because I get to talk about this with somebody who's gone a little ahead of me, um, with her kids. Gwen Smith is going to be chatting with me today. And Gwen has three kids who are college age. And Gwen, now, if you don't know about her is pretty amazing. She's a singer songwriter. She's an author. She's a podcaster. If you haven't heard, Graceology is a great podcast. Um, Gwen has so many things going on, and yet she's kind of like me. She loves sports. She loves to cheer her kids on in sports. And so we get to talk about what it's like to raise kids who are really good at a lot of things, and yet how we can still raise them with that secure foundation, that secure identity that says it's not about the stuff you do. It's about who you are because God created you and loves you no matter what. So I think you're going to enjoy hearing what um, Gwen and I talk about today. It's a lot of fun. She's very honest, and I think she's going to encourage you. And just like always, you can find show notes to anything Gwen and I mention. We talk about a couple different books, as well as where you can find Gwen to follow her. If you're not already, you're going to want to. All of that is over at my blog, monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. So I'm going to just open up our conversation now, let you listen in as Gwen and I talk about raising a son with a secure identity. I'll have a few final words at the very end. So here we go. Enjoy. Well, hey, Gwen, thanks so much for joining me today. I am so stoked to hang out with you and talk about boys. I love that you just said stoked because <laughs> I, I said that in my last podcast um, episode and I thought, oh, I wonder if that's something other people say or it's a Hawaii thing. So good job. It's West Coast and Hawaii and I just knew that. So I thought we would totally <laughs> connect on that. 
Oh, for sure. You're in. <laughs> for sure. I love it. Well, Gwen, I love listening to your podcast, Graceology, and um, I have been so encouraged by everything you share, both on your website and on your podcast. So I just want to thank you for what you do for all the moms out there. Well, that is very kind of you to say because I I feel like it's an honor for me to do what I do and to come alongside of the whole Graceology community and just speak life and share my friends, which is what we're doing today. So yeah, thanks, man. It's, it's truly an honor. Oh, I'm so glad. And some of my favorite episodes of yours were when you interviewed your daughter. And that was just so much fun, partly because I don't have a daughter and I just loved imagining what that would be like. <laughs> but also it was just so fun to hear a candid conversation. And um, and that inspired me. My last episode was my talking to my son. And so um, anyway, I loved that. And I think you should continue to bring your kids on. That was really fun. Thanks, Monica. I think my boys might need to have their day, but I'm telling you, it is so different, boys and girls, Moms, yes. sons and daughters. Whoa, big difference. Oh, oh I, I like to dream about that. I'm just hoping I get some really sweet granddaughters and, you know, then I can live it up there. So I see it well, happening. Um, I see it happening. I, I do too. I have a pretty good feeling about that. <laughs> but before we dive in, um, we're going to be talking about chapter five of my book, Boy Mom, which is about raising a son with a secure identity. And so in these first episodes of my podcast, I'm just going over all the main topics in my book. And I love bringing on a mom who's had a little more experience than myself or some of you with young kids, just to share her perspective, her experience on these topics. And so today we are talking about raising sons with a secure identity. And before we dive in, because I want to ask you a few questions, Gwen, will you tell us a little about your family, how old your kids are, and just about you, your background. Give us an introduction. Absolutely. So I'm Gwen Smith. I hail right now from Charlotte, North Carolina, but I was originally raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I met my husband, Brad, of 26 years now um, in college. Yeah, we were both athletes. I played volleyball. He played football. We met in the same cafeteria, and we've been eating Aww. meals together ever since. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's a hottie. And uh, we have three awesome kids who are now all taller than us, and um, they're, they're adulting. So they're just on the, on the cusp of adulthood. They're all three in college, and we have two boys and a girl. They're, uh, Preston is 20, 22, Hunter is 20, and then my daughter Kennedy is 18. So wow. Yeah, we've been doing the things. And so even when you invited me on, I was like, well, we're almost done. But then on, an, on the other hand, I feel like we're just getting started because now the conversations are changing so dramatically. Yes. Little little heavier topics come up as yeah. they get older, right? Right. Definitely. Well, yeah, and I love it because you have my family of origin. I have two big brothers. I was the daughter after the two brothers. So you were the rose among thorns. I was. I was. <laughs> and I just have to ask because I know you're all athletes, and I've seen pictures. How tall are all of you? Give me the heights. Yeah. So. I used to be 5'11", but now I'm like 5'10 and a quarter, I swear. I've <laughs> lost it. Um, Kennedy is a six-foot uh, volleyball player. Wow. At, at the doctor's office, she'll she'll come in a little under six foot, but with her shoes and playing height, six foot. Um, awesome. My, my hunter, the 20-year-old, is 6'5", and Preston. What? Is, yeah, and then Preston is 6'4", yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. How tall is your husband? <laughs> He's right at six, so it's, okay. it's pretty funny, yeah. 
Man, what blessed kids. They've got good genes. They dwarf us in pictures. It's ridiculous. <sighs> that is so fun. It is. And tell us the sports that they each do or what they're up to in college and all that. Yeah. Preston is our oldest. He has played he, he played basketball, baseball, and football growing wow. up. Yeah. So he did all of it growing up, but he really focused towards the final segment of his senior year, or I'm sorry, of high school, he really mm -hmm. focused on basketball, fell in love with the sport more than anything. And so he actually had intended um, and committed to play basketball at MIT in college and ended up oh. going to Chapel Hill. And so that, that was a God thing. You know what? When you're praying for God to give direction mm -hmm. and doors close for one way or the other, you just there. we've learned to have to trust. And honestly, uh, so he went on to Chapel Hill. He's at Chapel Hill Rising Senior, and he has played on the JV basketball team, which is a huge tradition in the Tar Heel Nation. So it's mm -hmm. been cool. Yeah, so then, cool. Yeah, and then Hunter is the middle, and uh, he is – doing recreational things in college but he grew up playing everything as well so football basketball um a little bit of baseball and then he ended up playing in lacrosse uh in high school oh. and they won the state championship his senior year both lacrosse so, and football so cool i know so yeah. awesome we, we and, then kennedy. and then kennedy i'm so sorry yeah my daughter is like <laughs> she's our d1 athlete she is a volleyball player and she is playing at wofford college entering this oh. in this fall so we're super excited cannot so wait fun. to watch some college volleyball oh for sure okay so not only am i like kennedy the girl after two boys but i grew up playing basketball and volleyball is my main sports. But the funny thing is, or maybe not so funny, is I'm just under five foot four. Oh, girl. <laughs> so I chose all the wrong sports. I don't know what I was thinking, but my family was really into basketball. And my dad's about six, three, and my brothers come in right around six foot, a little over. But somehow I had it in my head that I don't know if I thought I would grow eventually, but I was the point guard. I played volleyball. I was good at serving and that's about it. And, um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm. I'll try not to be jealous of Kennedy. She's kind of living my life. <laughs> She's living everybody's life. Trust me. My dream life. <laughs> oh, isn't it fun to watch them though, and be look forward to watching her compete next year and all that? It's amazing. It has been the joy. I, I actually, even when I was young, I didn't even think I wanted kids. Is that a terrible thing to say? Oh. Totally That's okay. serious. Honesty is welcome. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. I did not as a teenager. I think it was because I was the middle of five kids born in eight years. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, the dynamic in my house was always like everyone was coming and going and, and we mm -hmm. just, you know, didn't have a lot of that one-on-one -on -one sure. growth, you know, whatever. Yes. So, yes. But so, yeah. So, I went into marriage and, and Brad actually, when we were done with both of us playing, he got his master's and was a grad grad assistant coach of D1 college football. And then he ended up going on staff. And so when we got married, he was coaching football. I was working and, and we, neither of us had an extra minute to spare. And, you know, division one college coaches, my word, they work a hundred hours a week, seven days a week. Mm. Then they recruit out of the Crazy. state and all the stuff. So uh, when we were young and married, uh, he, you know, when we started to talk about having a family, I literally said to him, dude, it's cool. We can have family or you can coach college football because I'm yeah, not doing yeah. both. And so totally. he was like, okay, I'm done. And oh. I know he was ready anyway. And so he left that and he is an amazing, amazing dad. And, and it's Aww. been the joy of our lives to raise these kids <sighs> and to walk alongside of them and watch them grow and develop and to grow and develop with them. 
Yes. Oh, I love all that so much. I'd love to come just visit and watch your kids. They sound amazing. And this is um, a great way to enter into what I want to talk about today, because here you are raising these kids who are amazing athletes. They're going to college, so I'm kind of guessing they might be smart, too. They're pretty smart. Yeah, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say no. I don't want anyone to uh, gag, but yeah, they're pretty smart. Oh, I love it. And, you know, we've got these kids who have different gifts. I know some people listening have kids who might be great artists or musicians, and and we love to cheer on our kids. There's just something about it. I, I embarrassed myself a couple of weeks ago in California because my son Luke was competing at the U.S. Champs, and he was in this heat where only the top two kids would make the final final. And for some reason, he's just never had a good contest at this particular one. U.S. Champs is every year just a disappointment. And here he was, and literally he had a buzzer beater. As the horn blew, he caught a wave, and everyone knew it was maybe enough to be in the top two and maybe not. And we waited and waited, and they, like, held off the next heat, and you're just sitting there, and I'm just, you know, in a crowd of people. And it's an individual sport, so it's not like you're with the team, right? And right there... Um, at the end, he had made it into the top two, which meant he was going into the final. And I was <laughs> jumping up and down on the beach like a crazy person, screaming. And I thought I could be standing right next to the kid who didn't make it. And yet I could care less. I was just <laughs> like a completely different person. I lost all sense of uh, you know, pride. I just went crazy. And I thought, here, I, I am so competitive. I love it when my kids do well. Girl, you're speaking, you're speaking to oh. the choir because you literally gave me goosebumps with that. I get so fired up. And you do. We're so invested in it. And yet at the same time it it is it's just so much fun isn't it it's so much it is fun. so much fun <laughs> but with this here we are raising these kids and i'm telling my son you know none of this really matters <laughs> You know, you're, this does not define you. And I'm trying so hard to find the balance of encouraging my kids to know who they are in Christ, to have an identity rooted and based in what God says about them. And yet we have these other things, right, that, that become part of who they are there. They may describe them. They may be their passions and their interests. But what I want to talk about and just ask you your experience on is just raising kids who do great things, who we cheer on in all the different areas that they might pursue passions and hobbies and sports and interests. But how do we do that while making sure that they don't feel that that is what gives them significance? Because I think we live in a world where all of us have to wrestle with that every day, right? And and um, I think it's so important that we raise kids with a secure identity as they're growing up so that when that sport doesn't work out anymore, when they lose, when they get, you know, they don't make the team or they don't get the grade or whatever that disappointment is, their whole world is not shaken. And that's a, that's a tricky thing. So that's what I'd love for you to share from your experience. I bet you've had some experiences, um, facing wins and losses. And like, like you said, when doors close. So, um, Maybe you can just share a little bit from your experience as a believer. I know that you've raised your kids to um, know and love God and to find their security in him. Is there anything that you've done as a parent to help your kids through this process? Yeah. Okay, Monica. So first and foremost, I have to say we probably, my husband and I probably failed more than we've, <laughs> than we've, you know, moved forward and it's only by grace. And yes. honestly, and, and Amen. It's, it's never... It's 
it's been a process. And mm-hmm. so I would even think to the listener who is like, please tell me all your secrets. The secret is Jesus um, because, yes. because grace abounds. So our, the scripture that our family has always established as the foundation of everything we do is Proverbs 14, 23, which is all hard work brings a profit, but mere mm. talk leads only to poverty. Ooh, love so, that. Yeah. So it's Solid. totally, yeah, it's totally something that we we tabled, we talked about in anything. Mm. So all hard work brings a profit. The profit does not mean cash. It doesn't mean like cha-ching. It means sure. this is going to bring blessing to your life. It's going to bring honor to God because God honors hard work. Mm. But mere talk, if you're just talking about it, you just want to be great, you just want to do big things, you just want to get the A on that test, you just want to have these accomplishments, that's not going to do anything. It's about hard work. So that was kind of the establishment of everything in our home. And you got to understand we're a household you know my kids are being raised by two former d1 athletes so come on you know that it's been a really challenging thing for both brad and i being such competitive humans to to not uh push in ways that are unhealthy because we want there's there can be a fine line between you know judging the effort of our children and encouraging good effort. So our biggest challenge has one of the biggest challenges for Brad and I has been not being too intense with expectations. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I think that's always a tough one. And then um, to, to, because we're all focused on it and to do anything great, you have to put a lot of energy in, right? Yeah. to train hard. You have to talk about it. You have to strategize. And it's really hard, I think, to balance that with talking about the things that really matter eternally. And you can't have as many conversations. It's just impossible because they put hours and hours and hours into the things that they do. So yeah. uh, I think the the conversation needs to be ongoing. And yet, um, it's, we're never going to get it perfect. Like you said, all grace abounds for sure. Yeah. One of the things when we're talking about like security in our identity, you know, having a secure identity, when Brad and I were first in premarital counseling, we were told that our marriage was to be, you know, to think of our, our family like a wagon wheel and that the marriage, the husband and wife was to be the hub and that the children are spokes. So the center of the family, the center of the wheel is always to be the parents. And one of the the things that Brad and I have been intentional to do is, you know, with the children, all, all of them is to allow them to not allow them to run the show essentially. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. I think that that has become a thing, yes. you know, it's yes. the, it's the, the child driven household and, and even it can be it can be really tricky when there's a whole bunch of extracurricular activities involved too for sure and yeah and so for us you know it's we try not to let the kids and this is this does I hope it doesn't come across bad but no, it's like the world does not the sun does not revolve around you i am not and, yes <laughs> yeah as much as we love you beautifully uh-huh. your role in this family is as the child is, is to come up to grow to know the lord to mm-hmm. honor him to understand his ways to grow in kindness and the fruit of the spirit in love joy peace patience goodness mm-hmm. yeah. self control all of these things if we are focusing on the 
character and attributes of God and his spirit at work within us, then we're less likely to be child-centric and child-focused. And I think that it it kind of sounds counterintuitive intuitive so because if we say oh the world's it's not about you how can my child have a secure identity and be confident in who they are well mm. you know that that's the beauty of it it's it's yes. there is there's so many paradoxes when it comes to faith and yes, you're right and i love even in, when i think about this topic of how to raise you know boys with a secure identity uh, you know, as a mom who has a 20 and 20 year old son, I'm thinking, okay, every single day is going to look different. And mm-hmm. some days you're going to be like, dag on, I am winning. I mean, mm-hmm. and then other days you're going to be like, oh my word, can you just throw me a line because yes. I, I am, I am drowning. And and it's yes. just hard. Yes. Yes. It's so hard, but I do, I'm confident that, that much of the success, if you will, and I'm using air quotes big time, uh, that we've experienced in the raising of our boys has just, first of all, been our willingness to say, I'm sorry, to say I messed up as a parent and Mm -hmm. man, I did not handle that well. I overreacted or perhaps I might've given you too much freedom. I might've put too much, you Mm -hmm. know, just to be able to say, okay, mess that up or you dude uh, made a bad choice there, you know, and to to call out sin for what it is, or, you know, on my side, on his side, on the boy's side, and to be honest about depravity and then just say, but grace, you know, when God, when I confess my sins to Jesus, it's done. If if I confess it, it's done east to west. But as a mom, sometimes I want to like hold that over their head Mm -hmm. and make them feel like they owe me. Oh my word. Yes. No. Oh, I'm so with you. Yeah. And so if I want my kids to be secure in their identity, one of the most essential things for me to do is to offer a full and complete grace, which again, it's not going to be done perfectly, but I need to allow or have the standard of Christ and his love, his grace to be that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the thing I think of, which is kind of a kissing cousin is love and the security of anyone's identity. I'll never forget this time um, when Preston was like 13 years old and he had a chin up bar in his room uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he was just killing it. He was just doing, he had c- called Brad and I up to show us how many pull-ups he could do. And he was I just doing it. so good. And we were having yeah. like a family happy party, you know, we're like, hey, go, 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 you know? And then he drops down and he was grinning like the chest cat. And then, you know, sweet little Kennedy was probably like nine at the time. She's like, uh-huh. I want to do it. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So we put up on the bar and of course, you know, it's what you would expect. It just didn't go well. And so she, you know, frumped down, was a little bummed, but she got over it. And then Hunter, who two and, you know, two years and a couple months behind Preston, um, said he wanted to do it. And, and I was thinking, okay, you can go Uh, ahead and try, but you're not there yet, bud. But I didn't say anything. We just let him try. And he, he tried and strained and strained and strained and could not make it happen. But when he plopped down, he was mad. And Oh, you know, you know, and each child is so different. His pride was bruised. He was, he became like really angry. And, Mm -hmm. and so, so much so that we had to have one of those little private one-on-ones. And oh my word. And after we got through all the tears and all of the, all of the emotion, what it came down to is he finally realized, he said, he said, I just, 
I just really like attention. Oh, oh, so sweet. And it's like, we're all, don't we all? all? <laughs> no, exactly. You're right. Like, Me yeah. Too. High five. Let me high five you. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's like, he's, he gave, he gave words to something that we all oh. feel. Yes, and out of the mouth of babes. He's, he's honest. Exactly. Oh. It's like every single child is walking around saying, mm. I want to matter. Yes, exactly. And I think it's, our jobs as moms is to come alongside of those times and say, oh, buddy, <laughs> we all do and you matter. You, yes. It doesn't matter. The push-ups don't, or the pull-ups don't matter. That's right. It's, it's you. And, yes. and you know, when Paul was speaking to, in his letter to the church in Ephesus, I mean, we've got that fabulous, famous prayer of, Mm -hmm. of he wanted the church in Ephesus to, to blow up with the love of Jesus. Right. And he's like, I have these dreams for you, Mm -hmm. young people, you, you young people of faith. Like it is that you would know how high, how wide, how deep is the love of God. And he's like, basically let your mind just like be blown up with thoughts Ah. of God. But he says, I want you to be rooted in his love. And, and I think of that. Yeah. So I think that what does it look like to be rooted? I think if we're talking about securing, uh, how can we allow our boys to have a secure identity in Christ and not in the world? It has to start with the establishment of them being rooted in love. Yeah. So good. So good. It has to. And, and I think that everything you said is the best we can do is just continue to talk about it. Just have, be honest, be real, even, even acknowledge at a young age that this is going to be hard because you're really great at these sports or you're really smart at this or good at that. But let's always remember what really makes you matter. And, and the good news is there are kids out there and there's moms listening who kids might not be great at at anything yet. And I think that that's something I like to acknowledge because not every kid finds their thing at nine, 10, 13. Sometimes kids are just kids who are growing up doing the best they can and they're not excellent at anything yet, but we can still tell them you have great worth apart from yes. your performance. Um, I'm curious, Gwen, if you've come across a book, it's it's not a new book, but it's called The Search for Significance. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that goes way back in our family to um, when my husband actually played soccer in college and um, his team, Seattle Pacific University, was national champions the year he was there. And he went on to play a little pro soccer, but he really wrestled with understanding his identity because he was a really strong Christian, but he found himself really struggling with his identity and, and even his own father's love for him. And his dad was like us, so into watching him play soccer. And his dad loved him, of course, unconditionally, but he had to go to him after reading this book and say, dad, I just need assurance that, you know, your love is, is not based on my performance. And of course, his father assured him of that, but we've brought that book into our life and, and my husband introduced it to me and we now have the student edition. I think it's called for kids, Mm. but that's a great one. Um, because the, the little, um, formula he refers to is that the world's way of giving us significance is most typically that self-worth equals performance plus others' opinions. Mm. And as long as we're operating on that, as long as we're saying, I, you know, I, I just want to be noticed or appreciated or, um, you know, as long as we're looking to the world for our approval, I think we're going to struggle. And so, yeah, I think, I think, 
at all ages, at all stages. And so raising our kids with that, communicating that over and over is just going to help them walk and navigate through the rest of their life. So Agreed. And there are seasons where it's way harder. Like yes. for us, for us, uh, middle school, I mean, I think for most mm. people, <laughs> middle oh. school is a Is there anything good in mess. middle school? <laughs> oh my glory. I mean, you've got, especially with boys, they can be so oh. awkward and oh. they go from the young stinky years. I don't know if your boys uh, were stinky. Uh, they would come sure. in when they were little. Oh my goodness. My <laughs> daughter would come in smelling like a rose. The boys would be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go get four in the tub, <laughs> go get in a shower. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the middle school years, there's deep layers of insecurity, I think, in most children. Yes. yes. And that was hard. And I with with our boys, we had, you know, two very different personalities, which is normal. And one of the boys had a, a season of, of a few years where he connected way better with me than mm-hmm. with his dad. Yep. And in those couple of years, it was it was interesting because I feel like as a mom, even though I had the ear that, you know, that would listen, I, it was important that in those times, even if he was frustrated with his dad and the way they were getting along, uh-huh. I would speak that whether or not you like the way dad spoke with you or handled that, he is your father. He loves you. Yes. And and I think we really need to have each other's back. And, yes. you know, and I realized that some uh, many, many moms don't have a husband. They, they you know, whether sure. uh, whether they're widowed, whether they're divorced, whether they were never married, there are so many single moms um, among us. And yes. so I praise Jesus that I have a husband to to co-parent with, but I do recognize that in, in today's society, that, that is a, that is a major, major bonus, um, at this point, you know, and I'm, and I'm so grateful, but in those middle school years, especially one of the things that was so important fundamentally was the external, that external influence. So Uh we got, um, we, we made sure that the boys were connected to our youth pastor and that the youth pastor who is a man, uh, had took a special interest and had, I had private conversations with the youth pastor, right? These are the things we're struggling with, with his character. These are some things that are happening at school. This really hurt his feelings with a friend. So So priceless to have that outside voice. (laughs) Yes. And so if you're a mom and you have a teenage boy or a middle schooler, a tween, Y'all take advantage of developing a relationship with the youth pastor at your church or the family 100%. pastor. Yes. And because that was life. There yeah. were times when no one, when neither Brad nor I could felt even heard, you know, yes. in those uh-huh. years of, oh, oh, you know, those teenage <sighs> years, those, those, sure. those middle school mostly. Right? And, and yet praise God that we had, you know, almost this partnership with yes. a youth pastor and, you know, that. yeah, it's so huge, but, and then for others, for another son, it was the basketball coach that, right. that we trusted and, and we could speak also, you know, I think he, he cares a little bit too much about how many shots he makes and, right. uh, you know, or we'd see character flaws on the court, you know, we walk off winner, a winner. And yet I saw, the sure. missed opportunity to help a, a kid up that he just mm-hmm. boxed out a little too hard and things like yeah. that. So, totally. I mean, 
Yeah, when we're talking about secure identity, I think really one of the, it's just one of those paradoxes. Our kids just need to truly believe that it is not about them. It is. Yep. I, I totally agree. And I and I love that you mentioned the outside influences. My son actually even mentioned that in our interview in the last episode, just what a role that's played in his life, because kids do get to that place where they need someone outside of mom and dad to just reinforce the things we've taught them and the character qualities that they need. So I I love that. And, and I think that um, the more input they can have, the better. I know for us, role models has been huge. Yeah. I know my my competitive surfer son has read all of Tim Tebow's books. Yes, <laughs> yes, we love and, Tim Tebow too. <laughs> yeah, and another favorite book I don't hear a lot about, but I tell everyone about Finish First by Scott Hamilton, the figure skater. Yeah, Olympic figure skater. He wrote a book called Finish First, which is so great for for young athletes who want to keep their identity secure, but go for their goals. And it's kind of a mindset book, but that has been super encouraging to my son. Tim Tebow, I'm thinking there's probably somebody out there that will speak to your child in their sport or, you know, my son's not a football player, but Tim Tebow, just, he relates to him and his faith and his competitive nature. So I love having role models that our kids can look to, to see people who are doing the big things, who are going for their goals, but who are also grounded in their faith and in who they are in Christ. So yeah, finding role models. Monica, I think another thing that is really important in terms of securing, just trying to raise a young man with a secure identity is also separating his choices from who he is. Mm, So I think back in the day when we were being raised, if, uh, if we weren't honest, we were a liar. Ooh, so true. And so I think, you know, I think that one of the things I've been learning as an adult and in the word is that we are not defined by our choices, but to separate that, especially with a developing young heart, yes. instead of saying, you're a liar, change mm. that, change that to, you chose to lie. Oh, that yeah. choice is sinful. Yes. But that is not who you are. You are a child yeah. of God. You need to confess that confession, you know, brings. So, so calling out, I think that being strong with, I saying hard things is really one of the best ways our boys can be pruned into manhood and to have their character develop, uh, to honor God because holiness isn't easy. It's not easy for any of us. No, no. No. And and I love that. I love the idea of just speaking truth into them. This is who you are as a child of God. And we can name all the things God says about them. And um, at the end of my chapter on identity, I have a, a list of scriptures that just we can teach our kids. We can print out and hang up for them to go over. This is who you are in Christ. Now, are you mm. going to make sinful choices? Yes. Can you be forgiven? Yes. And, um, well, I think before we wrap up one thing we haven't touched on somehow, which is maybe a good sign, but, um, because it feels like this comes up in every conversation these days, but is the role of social media and technology on identity. And I'm just curious, are you, have your kids been on social media growing up? Has, have you seen that affect them, um, in their, you know, walk as they've gone into their teenage years and beyond? Social media is huge, Monica. There's no question about it. <laughs> now, Which is another, I, we could talk all day about it, of course, girl. but I'm just curious because I, I do think this is something people need to keep in mind as their kids are developing a sense of security and identity. 
I 100% agree. There, both of my boys have made choices to actually not be on social media wow. because it, I wow. know it's praise Jesus, okay. but, but it is because both of them at different times recognized it was not adding value to their life. Yep. And, and so they really, in particularly one of them when he was probably, okay, we're, we, again, we are countercultural at the Smith household in a lot of ways. My, my oldest it. didn't even get a phone until he was 16. And Preach. now, you know, I, know, I love girl. it. Keep and going. Then the, uh, <laughs> the other ones were teenagers also, but, um, but they got it a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. But so the, the rule in the house for the Smiths was always this, um, we're paying for your phone. We're paying, you're in our household. So if you are on any social media, any app at all, you get, we need to know your password and uh-huh. your login. And so awesome. there is, and it's, okay. it's random. It's, it's random. It's, I can, I can say, okay, I know Snapchat, you can delete that. But I, at any time as your parent, either one of us can come up and say, open these five snaps yep. right in front of me. Sure. So, good. or you take it off your phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. You and choose. it's not an option. Yeah, it's your choice. You have your choice. But you may let your friends know that there is accountability Ooh. with your parents. So totally. they will be more conservative oh, with such what such good accountability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. Because honestly, there's so much coming at our young men. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. There is that, so much. Oh, you know, one of my favorite lines from... Do you remember Corey Ten Boom's book, The Hiding Place? Yes. It was when yes. she took a trip with her dad and she got on a train and and she wanted to carry uh, a suitcase and, and he 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 grabbed it and he, he said, Some bag some things are too heavy for you to carry. Oh, and it was wow. it was this Profound. this lesson. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I think that in a lot of ways, the images and the all of the perversion that is being, yes. yes, is coming mm-hmm. at our, our young men is too heavy, is too heavy, way, way, way too much, too young. Oh. And too, I mean, too much period in yes. terms of purity, but I just would say as a parent, the more accountability we have in place, and I don't mean this as a, you know, let's just um, paint them into the corner of life and try and protect them in a, you know, in bubble wrap. We're not going to wrap our kids in bubble wrap, but we are going to wrap them in the holiness of Jesus Yes, and in, in boundaries that are going to be for their best. I, I love it. And, and I love that it's, it is for their best as far as purity and protection. And that is like so much my heart. And I love the choices you've made, but also even if they're not entering into that stuff, just the, the insecurities and the vulnerabilities they can feel. And, and, you know, they post something and then they're checking and checking to see how many likes and how many follows. And, exactly. Oh, painful. that's why one of the, one of my sons, well, first of all, we made a no selfie rule. So you're not allowed to do the, the that's, it doesn't matter what the thing, you know, I love so that. they were not allowed to post, you're not allowed to have selfies. If you want to have, if you want to capture a moment, if you want to capture a celebration, if you want to capture yeah. a friendship, that's fine, but you may that's not so take cool. selfies and just post those. And that's what had been happening. And, and uh-huh. one of my sons realized he was far too concerned uh-huh. about what other people thought uh, yep. and he didn't like that. And so oh. that's why he chose to go off and he literally hasn't been on in probably five years. Oh, but I love yeah, that. I think that that 
has been an answer to prayer, but it, it's also, you know, again, you know, my daughter's on social media. It's a process. Mm-hmm. We're always talking through, um, you know, she's an awesome, awesome kid. And yeah. yet kid, she's 18. And, yeah. and last week she posted something and I said to her, tell me the value of what you posted. Sure. If you, you know, I, I, you made a statement and it's fun. I get it. But all, what, all that's going to happen from that post is all of your girlfriends going, Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh no, I love you so much. I, I, I awesome. You know, I love all that stuff. Oh, and, so and I was like, so instead, if you post that same picture and say, you know, whatever, black and white, you know, she, she made the picture black and white and it was like black and white. And I was like, well, what if you said, um, black and white in a gray world, we need to know what we stand for and you who go. you stand for. And, and, you know, shift. so I just want to speak. Yes. I said, just, you know, speak courage to every single one of you to know what you stand for. I said, look at that. Then all of a sudden you take it from these, the, the responses are going to be not, Oh, you look so beautiful. It's going to be like, Okay, I needed to hear that. I needed to be reminded of that. You know, it's simple. I love that. I love just that little shift because the caption can make all the difference in the focus of what you're trying to say. My um, my oldest son and my boys are kind of like yours, where they they still have an account, they're still on, but um, but they've more and more been leaning towards let's get rid of this because it really doesn't add life and it kind of sucks life out of us. But my oldest son, I actually wrote a blog post and I'll I'll link to it in the show notes because I thought it was kind of a creative and fun way to handle social media. He, he came up with a plan just before he went away to college. Um, he, he called it his Instagram five and that's, I think the name of my blog post, but what he did was to hold himself accountable. He came up with five people that everything he posted would be for. And that was his filter. So he had like me on there knowing he's going away to college. His grandma, I think was on the list, his youth leader who had discipled him through all of his high school years. So he came up with five people he really, really respected. And if his pictures weren't something that he thought would be like somehow an encouragement or a blessing to those people, then he knew like, why would I be posting it? So I was like, well, what if we each came up with five people that everything had to pass through that? I just thought that was kind of a creative solution. And now he's got himself on a timer where, um, I think it's gotten less and less. I think he's down to 20 minutes a week that he allows himself. Wow. And he, and I have the password. So if he's away at college and he hits his 20 minutes, he would have to call me to have me give him more time. So I think he's just learning to give himself boundaries. And um, But more and more, he's like, I just want to get rid of it. But I don't know. I, I'm like, but grandma likes to see what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. So I'm encouraging him to keep it, which is pretty backwards, I guess. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I, I think that again, these conversations are so important that we just talk to our kids because yes. man, if I grew up, if I had social media in junior high school, I Girl. can only tell you it would not have been a pretty picture. I mean, we had, we had to, when we wanted to talk to someone and communicate, we yeah. had to have the family phone, take that long cord and try right. and sit as far away from our parents as possible. <laughs> it was a very different world and I still struggled. And so I just think today, if we don't have some serious conversations, um, serious limits with our kids and, um, yeah, you'll love to hear my, my first two boys did get phones a little bit younger, but my 15 year old has a flip phone and out of it. (laughs) So he's, and you know, I think so much of it is personality. I know my older boys are just super, um, they're great at delayed gratification. 
assume they're great at self-control. My my third son is an Enneagram 7. He's a, He just loves to have fun and it's life party. is fun. And so you put a phone in his hand and next thing you know, he's just like going down the fun road of watching all the silliest things. You know, I don't think he would be looking for trouble, but he might forget to do anything else. So right. we're just <laughs> parenting individually. And, um, and so, yeah, technology adds such a huge layer to the responsibility we have with these kids. And it's a bummer, but it's it's the world we live in. So I guess we're not going to ever go backwards. Yeah, but you just said a key word, Monica. You said we're parenting individually, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. Because if we're trying to raise sons with secure identities, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that they're each different. Yep. yep. We cannot treat A like we treat B, like yes. we treat C. We have to look at the heart. There's that whole, there's a whole nother parenting book called Shepherding the Heart. And it's, it's a matter of who is my kid? What's, what are his insecurities? Yes. And what does the word have, you know, speak to about this? And how can I, as his mom, come alongside of him, understanding that this is his humanness. This is, you know, we all have weaknesses in our character, in our personalities and in our security. And so I think that part of that, you know, being a mom is is trying to figure out and, and assess where are the breaks in in his confidence, in for his sure. courage, and what yep. does he stand for? And uh-huh. we've been very family. We, we've always had the motto family first. Now yes. that's been a big old struggle with sibling battles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's not, it's not like we say family first and all of a sudden all the Smith kids are like, oh, we group love hug. each other. <laughs> yeah. Group hug. Let's just talk about how great this family is. Right. It is. That was the go back to mm-hmm. when we've got siblings in, at each other's face, it, it, you know, and just at mm-hmm. each other's throats. It mm-hmm. is. Listen. We need to love well. We need to forgive fast. Mm-hmm. We are Smiths. And it's like, he, they need to know who they are because foundationally that means because we are family, because family is first, family forgives. Yes. So good. And I think that's another part of it because it there's all kinds of sibling issues, you know, that would be having oh. to do with identity as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and I love what you just said because... I think it's really a neat idea to just have a family identity. And and I think maybe Sally Clarkson in some of her books talks about just the, the family culture. And I love that because what you're doing is you're helping them have something to return to when they're struggling. Well, I'm a Smith and this is who I am. This is how I will function and kind of helping them build their own sense of identity in the family, which I think growing out of that will be their own personal identity. And I just think it's helping them along when you do that. So that's Absolutely. Just super cool. I love that. Absolutely. All right. Well, Gwen, um, I think you and I could chat a whole lot more and <laughs> I should have, I should have warned you before I brought you on that, um, Wendy speak really has helped me develop this podcast and dream, you know, dream up all the dreams about it, but we decided to name it. Uh, the Boy Mom Podcast with Monica Swanson and friends, because Aww. I just want to rely on a lot of the boy moms who I love and respect and follow and learn from. And so I hope that you'd be okay coming back another time to tackle more of these conversations. Hey, I'm available anytime, Monica. It was my joy. Totally. Oh, so fun. Well, we're going to be following you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you so um, they can track you down if they're not already? 
Absolutely. So my podcast is Graceology with Gwen Smith, and it's with an IE, just like that fancy little store, Anthropology, because mm. we all love that store. We do. But we do. Okay, so <laughs> everything, though, can be found at gwensmith.net. Just remember, I'm a volleyball player, so you have to hit it over the oh. net. <laughs> See that? It. So gwensmith.net. And uh, so the podcast is gwensmith.net slash Graceology. But all of my socials, everything's at Gwen Smith Music because I, everything started off as me as a songwriter and worship leader, but you know, now I speak and write and do the books and all that things, but all the things, you know, you are but it's all Jesus. <laughs> I'm just communicating hope girl. So anyway, gwensmith.net, you can find me anywhere from there. So that's it. So good. And we need lots of hope and you are setting such a great example to all of us. Um, to those young moms, I know you have so much to offer. You have little devotionals on your site, eBooks, downloads, printables. I love everything you offer. So guys go track down Gwen Smith right away if you haven't already. And um, Gwen, thank you so much for your time. This has been a ton of fun. Wow. It was my joy. Thanks so much, Monica. I appreciate it. Absolutely. God bless you. Aloha. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. I think I would get along really well with Gwen. I seriously do want to go watch her kids play sports. They just sound amazing. But I want to remind you that there are show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Anything we talked about will be over there. And be sure to be following Gwen, all the things she's doing. I know she'd be a big encouragement to you. And um, also, please, please... Um, get over to iTunes or now it's called Apple Podcasts, wherever you might be listening to this. I would really appreciate it if you would take just a second to click on five stars and to leave a little review, a couple words about why you are enjoying these first episodes of the podcast. That really helps put me on the map. And in case you have not yet subscribed, I hope you'll stop right now and go over and subscribe to this podcast so you'll always be notified when new episodes come out. Well, guys, I appreciate you so much. And I'm already looking forward to the next episode where we are going to be talking about what it means and how to raise a son of noble character qualities. Wait, is that something people even talk about anymore? Noble character? Like being a gentleman, that kind of thing. Yes, I do. And I cannot wait to share it with you. Who are we going to have on? Well, you're going to have to come back and find out. So looking forward to sharing that with you. And I hope you'll be spreading the word about this podcast in the meantime. So I just really look forward to it, guys. This is so much fun. And thank you again for sharing this time with me. And until next time, aloha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.